You're listening to Personal Rejection Letter, a podcast by writers with day jobs. Hey, everybody, I'm Kelly Daniels. Oh, I like that. I like that little thing that you did there. I'm Dan Lipman. Is that as good? Yeah. Lipman. It's just kind of an Ethel Merman sort of a singing thing, you know? But <laughs> sometimes on uh on NPR, some of the some of the broadcasters have a certain thing they'll do with their names. It, it sounds a little different, like they're like uh Silvio Poggioli, and then kind of like you remember it. Maybe we should do that. Maybe. I just think we should just name ourselves um Kai Rizdal. Both of us. I- that guy sounds smooth. Oh, he is so cool. I want to listen to him tell me about business all day. I'm not even interested in business, but I listen to Kai. Yep. You just got to be, I mean, even the name is beautiful. Anyway, hi, uh, Kelly. I'm Dan Libman. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Personal Rejection Letter Podcast. Do we say that every time? Um, We don't say that every time, but I think it's part of the intro is, th- Gabe says it in the intro, recorded intro. That's Have right. you ever listened to the podcast? You should listen to it sometime. It's pretty good. I should. I hear I hear it's good. My wife's a listener. She is. We've mentioned that. Um, maybe we should do a Molly McNett episode in the way that we did the Michael Shaban, except we'll be nicer to her. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good him. idea. Or And we could have Miriam and, and Molly host a show, and we could just, uh, I don't know, what do they do during the day? Probably nothing. I don't Probably know. There. Yeah, Miriam uh, apologized for not listening to the podcast. She's just like, you know, I just hear you all day, every day anyway. So I just, oh, yeah. I can't bring myself. And I'm like, trust me, you don't want to listen to it. It's good. I'm fine with it. Molly doesn't get to hear you all that often. So the podcast is perfect for her. Well, and our topic is more suited to her career. So. Yes, she's a writer. Mm-hmm. Before uh, computers, Kelly, how did you how did you write your idea? How did you get your how did you put your ideas out into the world? Before computers? No, before you typed them out. What did you do? Before I typed my ideas out, I guess I talked. I would say things. You? I would say things. Yes, I would use the English language, which was the only one that I could speak, mm-hmm. and um, I would tell them usually to one or person or a small group of people. And that was pretty much the extent of my idea getting out there method. Yes. Yeah. That seems like it's pretty effective. But were you, do, were you already writing stories before the advent of the laptop, before the word process or any of that stuff? Did you have a typewriter? Um, when I was a – no, I wrote longhand when I was in high school. And um, then I got a – in college, I got a Tandy – the Radio Shack brand, Radio Shack, yeah, um, computer, and your the operating system was on a floppy disk. Yeah, so you'd have to put the floppy disk in the computer, and it would boot up, and it it was basically a word process. Oh no, and I had a typewriter in between those two things. I had an electric typewriter that, like, you turn it on, it would go. <laughs> you know, it was just this powerful sounding engine yeah. that was raring to go, and and when you hit the keys, it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was warfare. Yeah, it sounded good. Yeah. I missed that. In fact, when, when computer keyboards started to advertise themselves as more silent, I just thought, we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Why would you want that? Make little explosions. I'm sure somebody could – I'm sure there's an app for that. 
probably. Yeah. So why do you ask? Well, I was just thinking about sort of, you know, how I used to type, even when there were word processors, I just liked it better. I just liked the the feeling of typing partially because of the mechanics of it and plugging it in and the sounds and all that. And uh, now, of course, I only I only use a, a computer and and I and and I'm reading more on Kindle and I'm wondering if the technology I know this is sort of an old subject, but if it's not only changing the way that we're writing, it's also changing the way that we're reading and remembering stuff. And I'm going to give the example of George Saunders. But before I do that. Revision. All right. Already. Good. I like to get the revision out of the way early and I tend to delay it more just to yeah. kind of be sassy. But. It's good to get it out of the way early because then you know that that's like one of the boxes had been checked already. I wouldn't even say get it out of the way. I look forward to it. And it's a hallmark of a Libman episode that it's gotten too soon. Yeah, it is. That's your style. Yep. Um, my revision is from our last, well, the episode that's playing right now as, as right. we record this. And it's the Michael Shabon episode. And it is that I'm going, there's kind of a, I'm brokenhearted, put it th- that way, because you had said live in the studio or in, on Skype that Prague was a country. And I laughed and I laughed and I made fun of you. And Gabe, it must have just been a bad audio kind of thing, but he cut that you saying that out. And I want to revise that and bring that back, or at least just alert everyone out there that you had said that Prague was a country. That and, did not and that, happen. I, that that was really funny to me. That did not happen. And then I also said that, did you know that Africa is a nation? And you said, anyway, it went on and on and it was so funny. And you were squirming and I had you just where I wanted you. And then I kind of like was nice about it and, and let you off the hook after a while. And I was uncomfortable for you. The way it happened was I was like, oh, where was it? Where did it happen? Where was it set? And then I said, it was this country. And then I was like, oh, it's Prague. But it's not that I thought Prague was a country. It's just that I remembered where it happened and it was in Prague. But this I know that con- Prague. This yeah. country in Prague. I don't know. It sounded to me like you thought Prague was a country. Everybody knows Prague's in Poland. It's a city in Poland. <laughs> so it's. Yep. The Prague Republic. And Kelly, yeah. oh, are you done with your revision? Are you done? Yeah, that, I wanted to linger on it as much as I can, but I guess I, I sort of exhausted the, uh, the the pleasure of it. So like squeezing the juice from an orange, you know, it's just nice. uh, there's just pulp left and and uh, and rind and that I just need to throw that in the compost heap and move on. So it's your turn. My revision is also a mistake you made. Which is, uh, I I I didn't fight hard enough for this. It was something that happened during our Robert Zimmerman episode, or do you say Bob Dylan? Where uh, (laughs) I I I read a little passage from his uh, Chronicles, and uh, I read it and gave a beautiful reading of it. And then at the end of it, you were very dismissive. You were like, "Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Sean Chapman posted that." (laughs) Yeah, that was that was good. I, maybe he reposted it, but I know I knew I did it because I typed it out word for word. I mean, I had the book on my lap, and you were like, "Nope, Sean Chapman." So I went back and I went to Sean Chapman and I asked him, "Did you post this, or did I post it, or did you repost it?" Refresh my memory. Sean wrote a statement, which I'm going to read right now, <clears throat> and it goes like this: "I did not on July 6th, nor ever." Post or repost that post that you posted. (laughs) I have glanced at Chronicles in the past, but was not, nor am I now, that into it. 
Simon <laughs> Chapman. That is uh, not authentic. I just until I see a notarized kind of um, copy of that, I'm just not going to accept fake news. Fake news again, <laughs> being perpetrated by. When this airs, you everybody go to our Instagram account, and I will post Sean's signed and notarized <laughs> statement to that effect. You know That's what? All... That stuff is easy to fake. Instagram is not secure. I wouldn't trust anything on it. Our account's secure. You know, you have to accept a baseline of reality. Otherwise, we can't communicate with each other across the aisle. I, I'm sorry. Were you talking? <laughs> sort of. Sean. Okay. Maybe. Oh, it is. It, it may. You're to break bad on Sean Chapman, are you? No. I'm going to um, perhaps concede that um, I'm not always right. And that's... Uh, it's painful for not for me. I'm I have no problem with it, but for the, all yeah. the people that trust me, and I, I sometimes feel like I've let them down. It's and uh, yeah, um, I think Sean just told me the story, but it, he told me that exact same story as a highlight of Chronicles. He was really into that particular story, so I thought that maybe you had gotten it for him from him, and uh, it seems likely that maybe it was the other way around, or. Even more likely, you both came to that passage independently as the best part of that whole book. And it's true. That was an okay part. <laughs> All right. I'm going to accept that as like a, an unreserved apology to me. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Okay. There was groveling. Yep. I accept your apology, Kelly. Move, <laughs> sure. Moving on. Yep. Kelly. Yo. George Saunders. You like George Saunders? Um, I like a lot of things about him. About him? I'm well, just talking about the work. I like in pictures of him, like earlier pictures of him, he pulls off the the balding guy with long hair look, the Ben Franklin look, very, yeah. very well. Uh-huh. And that not very many people can do that. And I thought, that guy's cool. And, what about um, now that he's got the big curly mustache? Um, I haven't seen that picture. I do know that he cut his hair shorter, though, more traditionally kind of balding guy look. And I didn't. I, I was sad. Um, and I've read some stories, and I remember one story in particular that I love. It's called Puppy, and I, uh-huh. think, I think it's great. And so, yeah, that's it. That's my Saunders thing. I really liked um, the uh, Pastoralia. That the nove- I guess it's a novella just because it's lengthy, but it's, it's, I think he can be a very funny writer. Anyway, he's written this new book that everybody's talking about called Lincoln in the Bardo. Yeah. And the audio book is... Uh, it's guess who they got reading it? Um, Johnny Depp. You're probably right. There's 166 people, most of whom are famous actors, or many of whom are famous actors, in doing the audiobook. James so Franco. Like You're probably right. Mm-hmm. Leonardo. Like, I think at some point they actually that. asked me to do it, but I, I was I had you a were busy. Neat. So 160 people reading his book. All right. It, is it like a chorus? They all just do it at the same time? Because that sounds cool. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they all have parts and roles and stuff like that. But it's it's sort of, it's not even an audio book anymore. It's something else, right? It's a different kind of uh, an animal at that point. I guess so. Um, the audio book of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is like that. It's a or more of a radio play. And that's just kind of how they went with it. 
Had you ever just heard an audio book and then claimed that you read the book? And then did you? And did I read the book? Um, no. let me Do you th- think you actually read the book? I'll tell you, I'll make a confession to you. I, I, I have read some of the um, the Meridian trilogy, the Blood Meridian trilogy, the yeah. Cormac McCarthy stuff. But uh, the first book I, I heard, audio book, Brad Pitt reads it. And mm-hmm. uh, that was the that was the way I read the first book. I never I thought I'll Blood go Meridian it's pretty good, but I never did. You're talking about the book Blood Meridian, right? With the babies yeah, in the tree and all that. Yes. Isn't that what the trilogy is called? Um, no, I think it's called the Border Trilogy. Or and the first right. book is called Blood Tri- Blood Meridian. Yes, you're right. Yeah. My apologies to Cormac McCarthy and his family. Yeah, that's well, I hope we don't get sued. That's all I'm saying. But it's a really good uh, audio book, mm-hmm. and I assume the book is good too. Brad Pitt does a great job, you know, male and female voices. He's, you know, he's acting, he's whispering. It's it was pretty good. But is it reading? Um. Well, if Audio dot com or whatever Audible mm-hmm. sponsors us and starts giving us money, then I would say yes. If they still fail to do that, then I would say no. I think that that's a good policy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I think it's great. I think it's a good way to spend time while you're, um, after you've listened to all of our podcast episodes that are available on your road trip. Then I think it's okay to have an audio book, um, but I would never replace it or, or equate it to reading. And I don't think that you remember it in the same way. Um, I have, I've, I've listened to a number of audio books while driving, and including in a. Um, a Alice Monroe um, collection of stories that I sort of liked, but I, I mean, I love the stories, a few of them, but sometimes I would zone out at some point and just miss a lot. Well, cause I'm just not listening. And uh, unlike reading, when you zone out, you can either go back to where you started zoning out and read it again, or you just stop reading and you right. look up. And so I, the level at which I remember and what I listen to in an audio book versus the level at which a book gets into me is just absolutely no comparison. They're just so different. And, you know, so I guess if I had a student who said, oh, I'm going to trick the professor by just listening to audio books instead of reading the, the books on the syllabus, I bet you that student would, would do pretty poorly on like a test or something. And so anyway, different things. Yep. I'm, I like yep. audio books, though. The retention is different. They say that the retention, and I believe this is true, that your retention is different on a Kindle too, because you're you're unaware of where you are in the space of the the book itself. You know, you could be at the beginning, towards the middle, towards the end, and for some reason, they think that that has a real big bearing on how you remember <coughs> things chronologically in a book. Yeah, that makes kind of sense, but the d- degree to which it's of remembering and how how intimately it gets into you is compared to a paper book is in a Kindle that's it's a pretty small difference compared to audiobook versus reading okay um, I think I read a lot on Kindle I've uh, decided to like really long books like 2666 where you basically have to lift like you know eight pounds worth of paper and you know and I like to read before going to bed and how many times has that heavy book slipped from my fingers and smashed on my face as I'm falling asleep? Right. Many times, actually. And it's it's kind of a comical scene that you guys all out there in podcast land or listener land are probably chuckling to yourselves. But it, it isn't fun when you're the one 
getting your nose smashed by the big book. And you got your lady cheater glasses on and that, it's that hurts embarrassing your and it hurts and you might even break them and you could shatter the lens and puncture your retina. How about that, Dan? And Roberto Bolaño's dead, so you can't even sue him. Also, the publisher is probably some foreign publisher that or how are you going to find him? Like it's it's useless. Nothing you can do except li- read on a Kindle. Yeah. Life sucks. You know what? Well, the Kindle, though, is um, OK. I my favorite way to read is trade paperback. I like trade paperbacks better than hardcovers. Um, and uh, but it has to be a book that's like 300 pages or less. Or as soon as it starts yeah. becoming a mega fat book, it becomes awkward. But I love there's one thing about a Kindle that I really am sort of addicted to. Can you imagine what that is? Uh, Googling porn. No. The definite, when you put your finger on the word, the Webster definition or the Wikipedia page comes up in a little, in a little square. That's what I hate the most about the Kindle. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you You don't want to know what the words mean that you're reading. I want to get up and go to the dictionary and actually open up the dictionary and see the, not just the word, but the derivatives of the word and the other words around it. And just sort of get a sense of the universe instead of just finding out the one specific thing that I'm looking for. Because if you're only looking for what you're looking for, you're only going to find what you're looking for. It's a very, very limiting, very narrow world you're going to live in. You you, you, you discover more about the world by looking at the other words on the page of the dictionary, and that expands your world. The right. page of the dictionary that comes up on my Kindle is the same, is the E page of the dictionary. And so other words are right there on that page. Really? And you can kind of like browse around on Wikipedia, but I don't do that usually. Usually, I, all I, usually what I want is the definition of the word, and the thing is... If it's a word that's completely unfamiliar to me, that happens very infrequently. Um, I'm not, that's kind of a brag, I guess. But, you know, I've been reading for a long time. I know most of the words. But there's a lot of words that I sort of know the definition that I would never get up out of my bed, put my pants on, um, you know, walk down into my basement where I keep my dictionaries, open it up, um, brush off the dust cough a little <coughs> and um and then find the word and read it um because i kind of know what that word means already and well, yet but- when i look it up real quickly it's so convenient now i find like the nuance of the word and the third definition not just the first one and um so i think yeah. that that's a great feature of kindle but that's the reason why you're looking up the same words are you looking up the same words over and over again because they're not it's when you use the kindle you're just sort of re, you're not retaining the definition you're just momentarily getting it so you can gloss past it but you're not remembering it because i you have am remembering it i'm remembering it and i'm learning and I'm becoming Here's a better slightly. person. Are there are there a bunch of words that you have to look up over and over again? Like words that you come upon that you know you've looked up ten more times that for whatever reason it's not sticking. I've got a bunch of those. I don't know. I can't that doesn't seem familiar um to me. It seems like once I look up a word, I kind of get it. Oh. But um maybe I'm fooling myself and trying to I fool get, you. I get like like words like spendthrift. I can't remember if that means you're cheap or you spend a lot. So I'm I every time I come upon it, unless it's really clear in context, I have to look it up. Yeah. Um, spendthrift. Let me guess. It is. You, you know the word. You know all the words. It means spit. It means that you spend recklessly. 
I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> well, guess we'll uh, have to. Uh, hopefully, our listeners will call in. Not call in, yeah. but you know, right? It is uh, know. a person who spends money in an extravagant or irresponsible yes. way. Once again, Daniels wins. Yes. You know what? <laughs> Three pointer at the buzzer. Game over. Champagne square splashing all over the place. I didn't know this was a contest. It well. I don't see how you could not notice it's a contest when I keep winning. (laughs) Well done, sir. I got that from Aaron Baker. That's what he used to say. If it's a race, if it's not a race, how come I keep winning? That's what he used to always say on his bicycle. He did win a lot on the bicycle. Yeah, and he continues to win. Although every time I see him, he's in the hospital with like a broken shoulder. It (laughs) seems like that's the only time he comes up into Facebook. Right. Because uh, that's the only time he's got time to post. The rest yeah, of the time he's just winning. With one hand, he's posting because the other one's broken. When is he going to write another book? Poetry needs him. It does. He'll write a great bicycle racing poem book. <laughs> I'd read it. Is that what they're called? Poem books? Poem books, yeah. Books of poems, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Poetry collections. I've heard them called that. Um, so what else do you want to talk about, Dan? Do you have other uh, stuffs? I, I, I want to talk. We talked about the Kindle, and we talked yeah. about audiobooks. How about and, how about reading on your phone as an alternative to Kindle? I've had this semester students in my writing workshop. They have the electronic versions. They're not printing them out, and they're just holding their phones up and they're scrolling all class. You know, as we get to like one passage or another, they're reading on their phone. That's what's happening. Have you ever seen people read on a phone at a literary reading? No. Oh yeah, the young. That's what the young kids do. That means you're a millennial. Instead of bringing a piece of paper up to do your reading, you walk up and you just pull your phone out of your pocket and then you just like turn it on and mess with it and then you start doing your slam poem thing. And then sometimes you see somebody who's over 30 doing that and it's just not cool. They're they're like holding the phone sideways and it's just, you can tell, nah, this isn't you, man. There's a lot of squinting. Yeah. (laughs) so see, uh, I, I feel like something would be lost because the, with the paper, you can kind of peer out over the paper, make contact with the audience. Are they able to do that? with the You phone? know, our millennial listeners, they don't even understand what the paper, paper crumpling section is because they'd have, they've never seen paper before. It's a sound effect. Yeah, but they don't yeah. know what it, what it represents. They just, they, right. Yeah, well, that's weird. It's just this weird sound that, that they've, the computer has generated. And so whatever. Yeah. So we should tell them that's paper, that white stuff that comes in like notebooks and stuff. And, and when you take a page and you roll it up into a ball, it makes that noise. And when, when, when your foremothers and forefathers were writing, that's what they used to put their ideas down on. They did at one time. They did at one time, indeed. After and, Kelly uh, Daniels stopped telling his stories, he used to write it down by hand. And that's what he used was paper. Yeah, and pen. Maybe even pencil. And in a movie, if you're watching an old movie on your phone and you see a garbage can and it fills up with balls of paper, that means that an artist is changing his mind or her mind and working a lot and getting new ideas. And then at the end of that scene, there will be a great idea the artist has. Yes. And then and then the rest of the book will be very easy to write indeed. This is what we should be doing. We just should just be like two old men explaining things to millennials. Mm. Season two. Yeah. Done. Done deal. Count on it. uh, Two old men explaining things to millennials. That's the name. 
One of my uh, one of my nephews was I was like showing him a picture that I had taken and they're like, how come you're not in the picture? It was a picture of a building. I said, oh, well, because I was I was taking the picture. That's why I'm not in it. And he was like, well, why weren't you in the picture if you're taking the picture? And I was like, oh, I have to. Back in the old days, we didn't put ourselves in the pictures. We held the cameras out. We were behind them. And that's how we took our pictures. Mm -hmm. Alien concept. Yeah. Well, and it just shows how stupid we were. Uh, why didn't we just take a lot of pictures of ourselves to get the light right and to make us look skinnier than we are? And, um, you know, until we're, we're an idealized version of ourselves that we project as ourselves and in some ways become. Why didn't yeah. we do that? Eh? We were just we just didn't know. We weren't smart. Yeah. And film cost money and we were a little we weren't spendthrifts. No, we weren't. We were. We were the opposite of spendthrifts. What would the opposite of spendthrift be? Oh, hold on. I'll look it up. What is the opposite of thrift? Antonyms. Thrift means that you're you're actually good with money. You're thrifty. A miser or frugal is, is what Google says. And by the way, those two words are not the antonym of spendthrift. So that's what using the internet gets you. Spend, thrift, spend miser. Spend... No, it's keep. It would be keep much. A keep much. I'm a keep much, huh? That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're pulling my leg. We neologed. Hey, hey, did you know, Dan, did you know that um, whale sperm has, <laughs> has blowholes? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Mother Nature. Mother Nature is amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, Kelly, WRT. Oh, wow. That came all out of nowhere. You know what? You're not going to believe this, Dan, and our listeners out there are not going to believe it. They're going to think I made up the whole subject of today's topic, right? Yes. Did you? Can you affirm to everybody that this was your idea, that I didn't nudge you to do it, that there was just, you just chose it? Why, why do you think they would care? You think because it's such a good topic, they would think it's your topic? <laughs> no, because of what I'm about to say. But this is your topic, right? Yes. This morning, I woke up, I um, put coffee on. Amazing. Hold on. I put, I'm, over, I'm so mesmerized. I put Go coffee ahead. on. I <laughs> used the bathroom, closed the door, and we don't need to know what's going on in there. But, okay, came out, washed my hands after before coming yeah, out, can, yeah. and uh, turned my phone on, as is my want. Get on with it. And I had an email this morning from... My publisher of my book, my memoir, Cloudbreak cool. California, and I haven't heard from him in months because I don't get royalty checks anymore, and uh, pretty much. And um, I think it's like if it's under fifty bucks, he just kind of like keeps like waiting till next year to hope yeah. it gets over fifty bucks. Um, and the subject is we're going to make your book into an audio book. Oh, this morning, that's great. isn't that cool? <laughs> So I need to re respond. Um, I didn't have time to because I had to get my my shit together. But um, and uh, yeah, he needs. He's going to send me in a. There's no uh, part of the contract about that. So he's going to. We basically have to have a new like an amendment to the contract. And well, so that's my writer's news. Obviously, based on today's episode, you're going to tell him not interested because the readers are not going to retain what I wrote quite in the same mm, way. Interesting tact. Yeah, that that would make sense if I was. If I if I was that kind of person. Anyway, that's really great. Congratulations. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. yeah. Who's gonna yeah. Who's gonna read it though? I well, I need to demand that um, Leonardo. Um, he's dead. 
Leonardo da Vin- um, Leonardo DiCaprio is thinking. Who's a good the voice of my narr- my memoir, which is just you know me, but better looking. Uh, uh, yeah, who would who would have your like? Uh, oh, you know who that that guy, the weasel, that guy, uh, uh, Pauly Shore. Is the- he available? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Woody Allen. Um, yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> I, I went out skiing. I went out surfing with my uh, father. Well, that's great. You know what? I will listen to it again next time I uh, have to uh, go get on a treadmill or something. Listen be- to it and not remember it. Yeah. That's the beauty It'll be of good it. To revisit it. Yeah. That'll be fun. So, anyway, I'll keep you posted. What about you? R- well, Kelly, RWT. They're, 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 they're turning my short story collection into a movie, a miniseries <laughs> on HBO. Awesome, dude. That's really yeah. uh, surprising. Yeah, it, it <laughs> would be, wouldn't it be? Yeah, no. I, uh, I just, uh, maybe we should just bask in the glow of that. I will say this. that uh, Well, no, I won't because I want to mention Molly again. But uh, <laughs> By not mentioning her, you're mentioning her. Her audiobook is really fun to listen to. The person that they got to read it was great, and you're going to love it. She has an audiobook? Yeah. Neat. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I want to know the money. Where's the money? Because that's where the big money is, right? Um, I don't make any money on the paper book, but the audiobook, that's where it just starts rolling in. Not in, not in, not not that I'm aware of, but who knows? She might be socking it away. I, I would if I were her. Getting ready to leave me, yeah. Just, well, just for a rainy day. Yep, that audiobook money. Well, uh, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm stunned. I don't. I was just going to tell you a book that I was reading, but who gives a shit at this point? No, it's my my news wasn't that big a deal. Oh, okay. It was uh, uh, so we can go. I okay. The big deal about it was the coincidence of you wanting to do this topic and me getting that email the very morning. That is some cosmic shit, bro. And uh, I thought that you know we should like just we should be stunned. Well, what we should be doing is we should say, like, next topic is going to be about uh, books that have been made into movies. And let's see what happens. Mm, good idea. But maybe, yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe we should wait a little while to make it more likely that, like, something might happen. I don't know why waiting will make it more likely, but it seems unlikely that the audio book one week and then a movie the next week would, is the, well, maybe, man, who knows? You never know. Yeah, you never know. You just don't. So what, what are you reading, man? I mean, you had something to say. I didn't mean to. No, well, uh, I've got a, uh, a short story coming out in Fifth Wednesday. Oh, neato. It's neato. called Topless Dancers, Bottomless Coffee. Woo! I like that. That's kind it. Of, that's that's kind news. of funny. When's it, what <laughs> issue is it coming out in? What issue? Yeah, I mean, when's it coming out? When can we... <laughs> It's it's at the printer, so it should be. I think it's coming out this week or next week. Oh, but uh, cool. I've seen the proofs, and it's good. And what they're doing is it's their anniversary issue, so they invited all the past editors to submit stuff. So it's it's kind of you know sort of a, a backdoor way into the magazine. But uh, I I sent them something, and they took it. So as well, they should have. And uh, you know what, the back door. That's not what I was going to say in this segment, but I felt the so back door is the best, Dan. If you know what I mean. I don't. Think about it. Look it up. It's uh, it's near. It's in the same part of the internet where the uh, the two women and the cupcake or whatever, which I still haven't looked up and still don't, yeah, don't know anything about. Um, no, I think that's awesome, dude. And it's a uh, full length short story. Yes, it's, it's a short short story. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's like six pages. I would say it's not full length. 
but it does it's not one of those micros man i mean come on it does everything it needs to do it gets in there it says something and it gets out and that's what a good short story does topless and bottomless coffee topless something and bottomless coffee what topless dancers bottomless coffee that's sort of uh that's heaven basically you've got the whole story right there in the title yeah i feel like if i read the story it would only you know kind of dispel yeah the perfectness that i already have holding in my head so i probably it would disappoint you no it wouldn't it's going to be great you just keep holding that perfectness in your head till next week kelly daniels yes and you too dan keep creating that perfectness even if it doesn't really exist that's beautiful i tried this kind of doesn't right. really make that much sense myself. But anyway, see you guys. Thanks for listening Bye-bye. as always. Bye-bye. Special thanks to Augustana College and WOG Student Radio. Gabe Tucker is our audio engineer, and Sub-Atlantic provides the theme music. You can reach Dan and Kelly on Facebook. We always welcome comments, critiques, suggestions, and especially praise. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you like what you hear, do a podcast a solid and leave a review on iTunes. See you next time.